Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, we've got a guest who will be joining us shortly. We're going to be talking about persuasion and the power of connections. Actually, tiny connections. Tiny little connections. (laughs) Tiny, tiny connections. Nano connections. (laughs) Our guest is uh, Jen Nash. She's going to be uh, coming on with us here pretty soon, but she is the author of a book called the brand new book actually just came out last month. I think it's the big power of tiny connections. Um, and the subtitle is, uh, let's see, what is it? So, Oh, how small interactions spark awesome outcomes. So uh, she's going to be sharing some of, uh, some, uh, some stories from her book and also some uh, you know, going by some of the chapters that she got, it should be really interesting. Uh, I've got some uh, questions queued up for her on uh, how to work a room and all sorts of good stuff like that. It should be fun. Yeah, I was looking at the chapters as well, and uh, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. So we'll definitely have some good jumping off points. Yep. So yeah, but before, before she comes on, yeah, we're not sure of her beverage status, so we're going to go ahead yeah. and and get started without her. Um, Sean, I'll let you go first. You seem to have it pulled up on the screen. You got a, a frog of some sort there. <laughs> yeah. So this is from Hoppin' Frog Brewery in Akron, yeah. Ohio. Ah, okay. Um, so this is a 2008 and 2011 gold medal winner for Imperial Stouts at the American Beer Festival. All right. So it's called uh, Boris... The Crusher Oatmeal Imperial Stout. So Boris actually stands for, it's not just the name of the frog, Uh it stands for Bodacious Oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, love those acronyms. Yeah, so the Boris (laughs) will crush you like no other. This is the granddaddy of all stout styles with an intensely deep roasted and full bodied flavor. A robust hop character adds a refreshing balance. 9.4% 9.4% IBUs yeah. come in at 60 and it is available worldwide. Oh man. I think they need to do a little work on that frog. He, do, he doesn't he strike looks, me as a Boris. He, uh, no, he, yeah, he, he's he doesn't a more, intimidate me at all. Yeah. It needs a little more Russian look to it. That's it? right. That's right. Yeah. Beefy well, Buffalo. I was looking on that site and there's, um, so they have a Boris and then they have like a Doris, <laughs> which is a double oatmeal imperial stout. Yeah. And then they have uh, a barrel aged version, mm-hmm. a barrel aged frog delicious Swiss style. Uh-huh. Well, like they're, they're all in on the frogs and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's not just Russian. He's got to cover all the cans. <laughs> um, Oh, I got to, I got to show this one. See, this is the stuff you don't get. If you just listen on a podcast, That's right. you, you're missing the, you're the missing visual, the visual, the visual effects. But here, check this one out. You can barely see it on the, on the screen. Um, but it's the barrel aged Northern hosier exposed Canadian salad. The, it's a naked frog on the bottle. I don't know if you can see that. But it's, <laughs> looks so. like his back's turned to us, Sean. He looks like it he is. is taking a leak, but I could yeah, be into the frozen tundra. So <laughs> they had some pretty cool bottles and different <laughs> stuff. I mean, the frog is definitely the star. Well, that's good. Does, yeah. they're, they're on point with their brand. I mean, they're, they're yeah, they've got the frog throughout, you know, yeah. the hopping frog and that's hops right. obviously. So that's yeah. where the hopping I'm sure comes from sure so yeah I like some it. good stuff I like so it. while i uh i pour i'll let okay. you talk about your beverage. all right i gotta commend you too the last several episodes you're, you're you're really good on these visuals man you got this this screen sharing thing down to a pat yeah i mean you pull it up on point every time we have a guest i love it yeah, it's. Uh, I figured it out. <laughs> display just the window, not my whole desktop. Like I'm, I'm getting there. It's perfect. Yeah. All right. So I'm having. This is my the last of my Christmas uh, ensemble that I received. It is the Combs Porter. This is one of the bigger ones. Uh, it is a. Uh, it's a Polish Baltic Porter. Let me hold up the beer. The, looks vaguely familiar, but I'm pretty sure I haven't had this. Um, Combs Baltic Porter. Yeah, I don't recognize that. But this is a uh, World Beer Cup award winner. That oh, won the, we got two two <laughs> award winners here on this episode. That's right. That's right. They won the 
2013 bronze award winner at the World Beer Cup. Um, so this wow. is a um, the Combs Porter is a full bodied Polish Baltic Porter with a substantial roasted malt character, offering a perfectly smooth rounded finish. It has majestic black color uh, with a great creamy head. Now I've got to argue, I got to, I got to um, argue on the head there. Cause when I poured this thing, <laughs> this is Nothing. all, I didn't see a head yeah. at all. I mean, it's completely yeah. flat. So. Mine was in and out. And I mean, that's, there's like a ring at the top, but there's yeah. no, there's no head, but that's pretty typical for yeah, absolutely. heavier beers. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advertise a head on it. That's <laughs> so. This one's nine percent, so we'll okay. see. Uh, I'll, both uh, in that, a lot. Both in that time. same range, we both got the award-winning medals here. Yeah. So yeah, um, now look at that. I love that. We got some award winners. So the challenge we'll is, though, they've gotten their awards, but can they? Can, can they, they? Can they hold up? Can to they the, hold up to the persuasion? The persuasion palette and, and, and the 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 five pint rating. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I think we got two award winners. Um, man, this is like the most intense beer I've had for a while. So, really, um, like, it, I mean, just this is the heaviest <laughs> beer I've had since Christmas. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so it definitely is hitting me. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Crusher, Boris the Crusher, that Imperial Stout, mm-hmm. it's a little little stiff. Um, I'll have to take a few, few, uh, few <laughs> sips here while you give me your score. Uh, this one's getting a, a really good one. Uh, Uh-oh. I'm going to go four. This is really tempting. I got to go four nine though. Uh, I'm not going to give it a solid, but yeah. it is a incredible, incredible little porter there. Love it. Well, I'm going to, um, I see our guest is in the green room primping and ready for the camera to All come right. on. Um, Jen, give us a thumb. Do you have a beverage? She does. All right. Oh. Well, I'll just bring, go ahead and bring oh, okay. her in before Good I deal. get my score. <laughs> of course she does. Of course she does. She's got a, a unique glass too. I like that. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. You said have beverage. I'm saying Friday night, have beverage. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So, we've, uh, so we've already introduced you. We've given you, even before you came on, we gave you a, a pre-introduction so uh, we're glad to have you. Glad you have a beverage. Glad you can have a uh, toast with us today as well. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited yeah. to toast. Cheers. Yeah, to so what, what are you drinking? I am drinking a seltzer, splash of mango, splash of vodka. Oh, okay. Nice. Is that a homemade concoction or is that, it is. Is that it a is. go-to? Um, yes. Either that, I really love the lemon tree ginger beer with vodka and lots of seltzer. Like, I just don't love super sweet stuff, but I like yeah. a hint of something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like the red wine would have been a good choice for a cold, rainy mm-hmm. day. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm doing an imperial stout and then, um, Ooh. Jonathan's doing some Polish something. Porter. Hawkins something. Oh, that was a stout. Okay. I thought yeah. it was a red, I read no, that. Yeah, this is a stout. This and his was a poor. We like so. we really like dark beers during this time. Yes. You know, during the winter months, yeah. those yeah. are those are our favorites. So we're kind of like you. We do gravitate a little more towards the uh, sweetness, but not too sweet. We don't like them too sweet. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say about this one. Um, just to finish up the review. So the last episode I had the stout, and it was that just the clean stout coffee, little chocolate. Mm-hmm. This definitely takes it to the next level with the imperial. It's got that extra little bit of sweetness. So it's about what I would expect. Um, so again, I'm um, I'm going to give it I'm kind of right in that same range. I'm going to give it a four out of five pints. Very good. So I, like I think it. it's quality beer. And I think it'll air as it air out airs out. It'll get even better as the show goes on as usual. Good deal. So, so Jen, you, that's your homemade concoction. So on a scale of one to five pints, you can use decimals, whatever. <laughs> um, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.6. I could have heavier on the vodka, but I was, I was being reserved. And so as a result, it's a little too sweet for me. It's a little Uh, too fruit fruit uh. forward. Um, the, 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 the effervescence is excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think overall, I I did some 
Big words there. I like it. I'm going to write that word down. We need to use that, Sean. We need to use I know. We, we need a glossary here <laughs> so we can look cool. All right. Three, six. Cause you, yeah. cause you were slow on the, you were slow on the vodka there. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Um, I had a great idea for, for, uh, a cocktail joint. I wanted it to be called <laughs> uh, hard, sweet, and soft. <laughs> and we we serve ten drinks. Yeah. But we serve them hard, sweet, or soft. Yeah. Because I feel that everyone has their vertical that they like to play in in sure. the world of yeah. cocktails. And I think bartenders roll their eyes when you like send a drink back <laughs> because it's too sweet or yep. it's too strong. Yep. Yeah. So, so I was like, I feel there's a niche. I feel like this could be the McDonald's of cocktails. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could have a whole. Yeah, that'd be that would be nice if the menu was broken down, <laughs> kind of that way. You know, just uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Could Are we just, allowed to swear at all on this short show? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. It's <laughs> fine. Jonathan was like, there was a little hesitation there. Well, well I was just reaching for my mute, uh, the mute button. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, like when I'm talking to, to waiters or bartenders, I say, I, I like a little bit of a bitch slap, please. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no telling what you'll get with that, depending on where you're at. So what is country. your favorite? What is your favorite? I mean, something that you would order, not, not you would make at home, but something you would order out to go to. I'm pretty boring. Um, I like a Chopin martini with a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone makes a really good Cosmo, which I think is not a given, I think most places mess that up, or a fantastic, I mean, I don't make red wine, but like a fantastic red wine that, you know, I, maybe I wouldn't splurge for a whole bottle. That would be nice. Like I, I run the gamut, but I, I yeah. don't drink stout. I'm so sorry. I, however, think that out of all the tours that I've taken of interesting factories, the Guinness tour was the best. Ah, Awesome. Yeah, that, that really surpassed expectations. And I actually really enjoyed the Guinness at the end and they give you little cheese nibbles and sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was fascinating to learn about oh. how they make dark beer. So I mean, psychologically I'm a fan. I just taste it and I go, Ooh, all right, I'm not ready. So when yeah. when was it when were you over there? When was this? Um, probably like 15, maybe like 10 years ago. I took okay. a tour. Right. I've cool. been to Ireland a bunch. Yeah. I mean, they, they do like the beer. Absolutely. Yeah. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they were excited to get into your book. Kind of gave you a little bit of a, um, a brief introduction, but for our listeners who are joining late, I want to give you a full introduction. Jen Nash is our guest. She is the author of the new book, brand new book, actually, Power of Tiny Connections. I'm really excited and kind of intrigued just going through some of your chapter titles. You are a motivational speaker, executive coach, whose primary goal is to help people and companies add more meaning to their lives through personal connection and personalization, which I love. We, Sean and I talked, we did a little segment last week and we touched on the power of personalization. So this is really going to be fun to uh, get into. So thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. The big power of tiny connections was a lot of fun to write. And I love that you've like taken a look at the chapter heads because they are entertaining. (laughs) So what, what, uh, what spurred you on? First of all, give us a little background on yourself as a, uh, as a speaker, as a coach, a business coach, and kind of what led you to um, write this book back in uh, 2021, or it could have been earlier than that, but you yeah, pu- it was published in December, actually, right? Yeah, it was published. Actually, it was published on January 1st of this year, but you have to upload it the day before. So Amazon says uh, the yeah. 1st of December, but yeah. Right. Um, they get you there. So <laughs> I guess I could have waited till the first, but I wanted it to be born on the first. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so, so my background, I moved around a lot as a kid. And mm-hmm. so, uh, being connected to friends was a challenge. So I, you know, wrote, wrote a lot of letters and mm-hmm. I got my 10,000 hours in probably before I was 20. Yep. And I became a copywriter and a content strategist for uh, Fortune 100 and Fortune 50 companies. And I loved that. But at some point, um, 
you know, someone asked me, what makes you you? Like if you could boil yourself down. And my answer was part Mary Poppins. Like I want to be the girl that has the thing that you didn't realize you needed, like snacks at a club at 2 a.m. Yes, I have those in my purse, like very <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to like, oh, you need a needle and thread? I think I might have one in my backpack. <laughs> Like very random. Um, but but it's fun to be that person where people, and in life, I think the number one thing people ask for is, do you know someone who can? Mm-hmm. So I would love to be the person that says yes all the time. I mean, I don't, obviously, but, yeah. you know, uh, you know, but if you said, do you know someone who makes bespoke custom footwear, mm-hmm. you know, and it's customized to my foot and it takes two and a half months to make, my answer is yes, actually, I do. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> So I love that. And so someone that I was working with in a writing club, literally I, I joined a writing club at the beginning of the pandemic because mm-hmm. that seemed like a good idea. Sure. And they said, write what makes you, you. And so that is how the big power of tiny connections was born. And originally it was called magic connections and it was the story uh, story upon story. And the book is half stories, mine, as well as other people's about how these little moment and moments in our lives literally change the, the, the playing field. Mm-hmm. Like you got a better job. You got invited to move to a different continent and someone mm-hmm. offered you a couch to crash on and you live there for the next 30 years. Yeah. You know, you, you meet someone in a grocery store who's struggling with a bag and I won't give this away cause it's in the book, but you know, 15 years later, you realize you actually are powerfully connected in a lot of ways, like really crazy stuff. And so originally I called it magic connections, but my developmental editor said, the problem with that is it lacks intention. We don't want people to think this stuff just happens right? because you actually have to be present. You have to engage, you have to be curious. Um, And to your point on personalization, you know, you have to put yourself out there. And you putting yourself out there is, is not the same as me putting myself out there. Like Sean and Jonathan interacting with the world is probably very different. So it's there's a vulnerability to it, right? Sure. Which I think is, and, you know. And, and personalization is such a lost um, in, in our world of, you know, social media and texting and all of this stuff. It seems like, so you know, personalization is really lost. Um, it's a lost art. It seems I hate to even call it an art because it used to be, you know, something you just did a long time ago. Um, but it's becoming less frequent today. And when you do make those personal connections, they do go a long ways because it's just, it's becoming less frequent today more than ever. I agree. And, um, so one of the things that's interesting about the book is I give tips about how I make people feel special. And I think when you personalize anything, sure. the end result is the other pe- person experiences a spark and they felt seen. You know, it's like you show up with donuts, but then you brought a small box of gluten-free or vegan yeah. because, you know, that person sure. doesn't do, you know, gluten. And that person yeah. is like, oh, seriously, you did that for me? Wow. And they felt, you know, no, but really people like are very touched by that stuff. And um, I I was a little sad to do it, but I gave away my biggest personalization secret in the book. (laughs) So there's this amazing company called Postable. And if you go to postable.com forward slash partners, uh, I think it's partner without an S forward slash Jen Nash. And then you use code Jen Nash, you will get 20% off and you can customize cards and not only do these cards, you know, happen from photos that you upload, they are stamped and handwritten. Those so it looks cool. Oh, that's so awesome. It literally looks like you took the time to write that condolence card. You can send out a hundred thank you cards for your wedding like that. Just like that. Yeah. And all of them have your photo on them. You know what I mean? And so I send out condolence cards when people's parents die and it takes sure. me six seconds basically because they're already in my contact list and I changed the co- cover That's art. That's so cool. And yeah, it's honestly, it is such a great site. Do they have an app? Okay, like, can you do it from a, a mobile? You can do it from the mobile. And actually what I normally do is I upload the personalized photos that way. And then uh-huh. I go online because I actually prefer to write longer sure. stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
they have the most beautiful calligraphy calligraphy writing. Uh-huh. And I have gotten so many thank yous for my thank yous. And people are just like, you have the nicest handwriting. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I really want to let them all know I sure. don't have the nicest handwriting. Oh, that's great. That's great. But you yeah. know, that goes, like you said, that goes a long way. I mean, everything's typewritten today. Everything is, you know, emailed. Everything is, you know, sent in a, you know, typed out letter. Uh, a personal handwritten card goes a long way. Sean and I were talking about last week on the show. I was ta- I was sharing a story with him on a, you know, a a, a, a major college, uh, you know, coach that says he won't hire any of his college assistants unless they personally handwrite three hundred cards uh, to their players and to new recruits every year. That's just part of it. You know, it's it's no longer so. Coaching is no longer just coaching. It's all about building relationships too you have to be able to sit down and and write you know with a good handwriting you have to sit down and write 300 personalized cards on a regular basis uh to these players to show that you really you know obviously you mean what you say and and you're interested in them and you you're interested in their lives so i mean and that goes a long way he said i mean it it's what keeps them in the top in recruiting every year so it's 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 amazing what uh the links that they will go. And, and some people just don't do this. They neglect it, but it's, it's those little things that make a huge difference. Yeah. And one of the things that I tried to do with this book was I tell the stories, but then I tell people how to get their head yeah. in this kind of game, because sure. I think we weren't raised with a mom who was like all over the thank you notes. This is, you know, foreign territory for a lot of people. Mm-hmm, right. Like, you know, some of us were sort of, you know, arm twisted every Christmas, every birthday. You got to write those thank you notes. But yeah. some of us weren't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so half the book is like really interesting, practical advice. And I I love that people actually take the time to make other fe- pe- people people feel cared for. And I think the larger picture of how I coach is very much about how do you lean into connection on a bigger scale and not when you're pitching, when you're in sales, yeah. when you're even at work and you're just trying to connect with your coworkers, yeah. actually, it actually comes down a lot of the time to a personalization, thoughtfulness mm-hmm. or storytelling. Yep. What's your narrative? You know, like how are you leaning into that connection? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you guys obviously don't have an issue public speaking, but 41% of the world would rather die than public speak. Right. So, and you know, people know that their job depends on presenting X, Y, and Z to this person, that person. How do you, in, a, in an era of resignation where everyone's quitting left and right, how do you help your employees mm-hmm. calm down, feel better about what they're doing, you know, increased happiness, increases productivity, sure. you know, and, and, and supporting every aspect of their job in a more, I'd say like holistic kind of way, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's one of the things I really love. So I shifted away from being a consultant on a sort of client basis. And I turned the agencies and the large media companies into my clients because I've been presenting for 30 years. Sure. So why not go and share some of this grace, ease and connection, you know, and at the end of the day, I want every single person who, you know, is trying to connect with their audience to do it their way. So I, I love that personalization touch because you got to put your own spin on it. Otherwise it's not authentic. So when you're dealing with people that are natural, you know, you call introverts, you know, who, um, you know, obviously have a hard time, you know, with, you know, I know you talk about, there's one chapter in your your book, how to work a room or how to introduce yourself into a room where you absolutely know no one. Uh, So what's the challenge and how do, how does somebody who's naturally an introvert, what, what are some strategies for them uh, when it comes to making those connections? Um, great question. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> um, it's funny. I actually start that, that chapter reflecting back on a story that I tell early in the book. Um, when I was in college, 
I realized I needed an internship, but I didn't know anyone. You know, you're, you're young, you know, that you're kind of an annoying, potentially asking people for internships. So my strategy was very direct. I stood by a cheese platter at a big event where there were going to, was going to be lots of people potentially in advertising. And whenever someone came up, I made stupid comments about the cheese. <laughs> because at the end of the day, most people like cheese. And, um, you know, I I personally love Yalsberg, but I figured most people don't know what Yalsberg is. So there's Gouda in the book, also Yalsberg spelling issues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I literally met my first internship boss that way. Sure. And um, you know, I I talk about him in the book, and so I expand on that by saying in the book, if you're uncomfortable, own it, lean into that, sure. share that. You know, saying, I don't know anybody, let's talk about the cheese is funny. You know, <laughs> like, like it really about, is. you know, like, it's like, an icebreaker. I mean, yeah. you know, people just go, kind of laugh at that, but, you know, it does kind of break the ice and break any tension there. So, yeah. And so I, I did, I did some studies about where is the most efficient place to stand in a room at any event <laughs> that has alcohol. Yeah. And it's on the side where people are walking away from the bar with their drinks. So they have their drink and now they're scanning the room for where to go. Uh, so yeah. you want to stand somewhere right about there and then just look for someone that looks interesting and yeah. literally walk up to them and say, I don't know anyone here. I'm horrible at chit chat. How's your night going? (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's so refreshingly present. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think the other person's going to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're nervous, they're going to feel relieved that somebody else feels the same way. Absolutely. And if they're more outgoing, they're probably going to be like, Oh, here's somebody willing to take a chance and let me talk to them. You know, either way, the vulnerability is going to win you points and yeah, you know, you're going to be worth talking to. Sure. And I think, I mean, there's a sense of humor as well. Like if you walk up and said, listen, um, my partner just walked off to the bathroom and hasn't come back and standing here alone is making me really <laughs> want to pound shots. What are you up to? You know, <laughs> you know like again, leaning into the discomfort, yeah. but sort of doing it in a, in a way that everyone can identify with. Sure. And I think, I, I throw silly like icebreakers in there. I have a chapter called I don't like chit chat. So don't chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to ask them about the weather. Right. Like you could ask them something that's, you know, really, you know, like a, 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 something foundational, like is pineapple a good thing or a bad thing on pizza? Like, you know, just get it, just get them going right yeah. away. You know, that's right. W- would you survive the zombie apocalypse? Like, <laughs> So you have a list of these in your book? This is like pickup lines for networking, basically? Yes. Well, um, there's a chapter called how to get like tiny connections will help you get laid. But if there's not, (laughs) there's some funny lines in that section because the, the, the chapter is really focused on how do you actually connect with someone? How do you honor like the beauty that is a great flirt? Because I think unfortunately flirting got a bad rap. Flirting turned into like, oh, you're automatically trying to shag that person. When flirting is actually honoring the awesomeness that is the other person. Sure. Like, maybe just be showing up and being awesome. And you're yeah. just like, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but so the chapter is very much about being honest about what you want, showing up, being clear, communicating, connecting, yeah. um, eye, eye contact. But there are some funny lines in there about how you can make almost anything slightly edgy, possibly. Well, and we talk about a lot, you know, we talk about pattern interruption all the time because, you know, you're, we get kind of lulled into these same, the same, the same, the same all the time in terms of conversation, in terms of everything. And somebody kind of changes things up a little, you know, it's pattern interruption. It really piques our interest. So I, I, it sounds like what you're describing is plays into that a lot, you know, where people are like, whoa, okay, this is a little different. So I'm interested in going a little further, you know, with this conversation. I, I think I love where you just took that because I think the whole book is a little bit about pattern interruption because yeah. I'm asking people to adjust current behavior. Mm-hmm. So 
one of the ideas I had is imagine if instead of looking at our cell phones while we were in TSA lines, you know, in security lines at the airport, we actually looked around for a little bit. Notice sure. who was in front of us, what their shoes are, their bags are, like yeah. who's behind us? Like what's going on? Is that a cat? Is it a dog? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, because you your flight might be delayed and that person yeah. might then be sitting next to you. And all of a sudden you actually have a frame of reference for that person that you, yep. you wouldn't have because you were just on your phone. Right. And so I'm asking people to maybe just look at how they're showing up because there's an opportunity mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Absolutely. So what are some, um, not to do's <laughs> at networking events? So you've kind of given us some, some ideas. What are some, some spectacular failures you've kind of used as, as lines I- You know, I kept the book very positive, but I think you can read into some of the stuff I shared. So, for instance, I truly believe in something called altruistic networking, which is what do you need? Mm -hmm. Like if I were to say, Sean and Jonathan, like what kind of guests do you want? Mm -hmm. That would be an unexpected question because most people come on for themselves. But I, I mean, if you feel like answering it, I'd be open to it. Yeah. (laughs) But in a networking situation, Mm -hmm. um, Don't ask for what you need. Actually build a connection because I think a lot of people spectacular fail wise, they rush into, Hey, you can help me. Nobody wants that. That's like, Hey, and I can help you to the door. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think really leaning into understanding that everyone is a person and they want to be seen as a person, not as a business card, I think is really important. Um, You know, don't drink too much. That's a really good no brainer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Very good. Don't, good and, and, and don't be don't be wildly inappropriate <laughs> you know you mentioned um, something it reminds me of uh you know you go to some of these networking events where i go to trade you know trade shows and things like that and people generally congregate into their little well, i call them their huddles you know mm-hmm. usually got you know three or four people in their circle and so um you see that all around you know so i always feel like and I have no problem talking to people, but I, I do sometimes feel awkward when I, if I break into a, what I, you know, break into the huddle at times, because it's almost like they, you know, it's kind of like their sacred little thing. Kind of going in <laughs> sideways to so get yeah, to the cocktail gotta table. So yeah, you got to kind of angle yourself in. <laughs> I mean, those cocktail tables really should be bigger. <laughs> exactly. They're kind of small. You can only get like four people around them. What, what you're saying really resonates. In 2008, 2017, 2018, I, I was building up um, a platform that was very focused on supporting women around financial empowerment. And I went to all these events and it was really funny. These women would all be in these huddles and the event started like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, okay, they must all know each other because I thought, well, it just started. That makes logical sense. They came together and I'm alone. So I did the thing that I talk about and I would sidle up exactly as Sean just suggested, slide my way in and I'd be like, so how do you all know each other? Right. Um, I, I, that just seemed like a very logical opener. And I did occasionally said, hi, I don't know anyone. Can I join your huddle? Yeah. Um, very, very straightforward. Yeah. They never, knew, they never knew each other. Uh-huh. There was not one huddle that I broke up where they were like, oh yeah, we go way back. They all had met five minutes ago and I wow. just missed the coming together of their atoms. Sure. They yeah. just, <laughs> you, were, they, you missed it by seconds and then. They, right. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm in the huddle now too. Yeah. They probably met like at the bar getting their first free drink or right. like, you know, just moments before. But yeah, we make the assumption that, oh, there's a group of people. Sure. They must know each other since kindergarten. Like that's. And I think that's stuff that we do that holds us back. It's yeah, the stories we tell it. ourselves. Exactly. It's a narrative that's not probably all that helpful. And um, actually, one of the really interesting things for me when I was researching aspects of the book was why don't people like talking to strangers? And there was all this research done, and I think it was done by Harvard, where they got these people they asked them why they didn't want to talk to strangers. And it was like, uh, they won't like me. I won't like them. I'll run out of things to say. They'll run out of things to say. So then they give them time with the stranger. Then they come back and they interview them. And the people are like, Oh, that was so much fun. That was great. I didn't mind that at all. And like, 
So then a week later, they get same test subjects. They come back and they and they say, hey, you ready to go talk to strangers? You loved it last week. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to go talk to strangers. Yeah. So there's something about humans where we're like, well, I mean, most of us were told our whole lives. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> I mean, at least growing up. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, it's exactly. a safety thing. You don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I mean, and that was true when you're like two, and, <laughs> you know, up to a certain age, I guess, but that story never gets undone. I think for us. Yeah. And it comes from a very powerful parental figure of some, you know, either an actual parent or parental figure. That's a, that's I think a really it, good it point. Sticks. I I've, like sticks. Yep. Yeah. And yet, so I, I give talks at colleges around networking and the number one thing that I repeat again and again is every single person you meet has the power to change your life and you have the power to change theirs. Mm-hmm. So, and if I had understood that, like <laughs> truly understood that in college, I think my life would be even more expensive because like all of a sudden you don't look at people just as like, Oh, I don't like you. You smell, you know what I mean? It's like, I may not like you and I may not like the way you smell, but you know, you're going to go forth and have this powerful life. Um, maybe I should be more open-minded. Maybe I should stay in touch. Maybe I should lean into humanity and just be a little more curious, you know? it's hard for people because we want to almost stay in our huddles, you know? Yeah. You've got a chapter here that caught my first, before I get to that, I want to ask you, you obviously renamed the title from magic connections to the big power of tiny connections. I want to focus in for just a second on the word tiny and talk about that. Cause I know that's, you kind of tiny connections will, you've got like seven chapters on that or six chapters on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before I ask you about one of those chapters, I know the juxtaposition of big and tiny from a copy standpoint and all that, you know, but talk about what you mean by a tiny connection. So you're standing in the, by in, in a line at a bank and you notice the guy next to you, you're a woman, the guy next to you is wearing the same shoes as you are. Somehow you have both bought unisex shoes. It's very strange. (laughs) (laughs) And you can choose to ignore it, or you can choose to be like, hey buddy, (laughs) we're wearing the same shoes. (laughs) Um, And there's a story in the book about how this this woman had this moment and then randomly they, they, they chatted about their shoes, they go their separate ways, they're in a foreign country, they randomly run into each other again a couple days later in wow. Piccadilly Circus, and they're like, well, this is clearly meant to be. Yeah. So they have lunch. Nothing else happens. But a couple days later, she's trying to leave London, and Heathrow is fogged in. So she is standing there negotiating, begging, and the woman's like, listen, all I got is a ticket, and it's another $1,100 more than your ticket. And, she, you know, at the time, she was, you know, 22 Mm-hmm. And she couldn't swing it. And she get, she feels a tap on the shoulder and she sees a credit card come forward and she hears a man's voice say, I'll get it. It was a guy. It was the guy. So I'm wow. sorry. If, if standing in a bank and noticing someone's shoes is not a tiny connection, sure. what is? Right. But well, I think that's a great point because I mean, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, like trade shows or networking events, but the real magic to go back to your original title, I think happens in those moments mm-hmm. that we're all guilty of missing now more than ever because we are buried in our phones or, or wherever else. Um, you know, it's all the tiny, yeah, those tiny moments, grocery store lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, does anybody go to the bank anymore? I don't know. I think it's all <laughs> digital now. So yeah. <laughs> most of us still go to the grocery store. I guess a lot of us pick up stuff, but we keep erasing all these moments out of our lives. So, maybe that's a good question too, before we get back to the actual book chapters, how do you create more of those in a world that tends to be getting more and more isolated? How do you, how do you intentionally create more of those tiny moments so that? Um, I think you have to lean into like your life. You know, if you happen to have a place you pick up coffee, do you know their names? Have you ever asked them anything about themselves? Yeah. Like my, my deli guy, I, I know where he's from. I speak a little Arabic. He laughs every time, like every now and then he'll teach me a new word. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we talk about his family. Um, you know, when there was a blackout a couple of years ago in New York, I, 
literally had spent my money on lunch. So I didn't have any cash. And I walked in and I was like, I, I think this is one of those exceptions where I think I either bought beer for a neighbor or I bought ciders because that's what you can get in a deli. And he gave it to me all on credit yeah. because I mean, and I don't mean credit card. I mean, he just like, you take it. Yeah. I'll see you. You'll get sure. me later. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you have to look at your life because everyone lives very different lives to your point. And I think COVID is making those little moments fewer by the minute. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think we can lean in online. Like when you slide into someone's DMS, that can be magic. Mm-hmm. You know, when you comment on an article, when you forward something on LinkedIn that you think will help someone deal with, you know, stress, anxiety, or, you know, do a better job of being present at their work, something like that, right? That's connection. And that stuff can lead to great outcomes. That's a great point. I mean, that's something I try to do is if I see an article, I think somebody might like, Mm -hmm. I just throw it over by text or DM or whatever. Um, You know, nothing to do with work, just like, okay, this is a, I know they might like this personally. And just send that over. And those little things add up over time. Like people remember you Absolutely. and you don't realize, I think how much they remember you for those little things. Like yeah. you think it's no big deal. I just, ah, just for this article. So and so might like it, but they remember that stuff. I mean, just, sure. you know, just like I do when people do it for me and it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot in the relationship bank. So just yeah. always pulling it out. Yeah. And the, the chapter tiny little connections will make you a better person is about that. It's about how can you show up? And I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for people to like go spend a lot of money and do big gestures. Like what you were saying, Sean, about sharing something that you know will have value. Like I found out yesterday that a CEO, I shared an article about um, stay interviews. We've all heard about exit interviews. So there's stay interviews, which is basically like you ask them really where they're at. Like what's going on with them? What have they considered? Are they thinking about leaving? Cause you don't want them to, especially yeah. now when, you know, the retention rate is like really struggling. Um, and I found out yesterday that this article that I shared with them, I think three weeks ago was implemented within 10 days. They did stay interviews company wide. And this really impacted over 600 people. So my little touch, I was, I was literally like, wow, what a great story. I probably changed some people's career paths. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Cause, and sometimes we think, well, you know, like forward in an article, you think, oh, CEO has probably already seen that, you know, but chances are they have not. And they're, they're so busy doing other things, but especially people like us that are interested in this kind of stuff, we probably read far more of it than most people. Mm-hmm. So when we forward it and it just shows that you're looking out, it, I mean, it just does all kinds of things. And, and I think some of the, what are some other, I've got a couple things in mind, but what are some other things that you do either virtually or in person? Um, those tiny connections, those things you either send or, you know, digitally or in person, what are some other little tips or tricks that you have? Um, I think, like I said, um, commenting on articles, commenting on posts, sharing posts, anytime you can share and promote people, they love it. Yeah. You know, I, I am so grateful to my friend group who is, you know, buying the book, sending me photos of them holding the book up. And then the latest wave is all their animals with the book. Yeah. <laughs> who, knew, who knew animals were such good readers? That's I awesome. had, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, <laughs> literally cows, goats, chickens. Yeah. That's perfect. (laughs) That's cool. I'm waiting for the horse. So humor, like I think when you can share humor, it's really powerful. Yeah. And you know, people appreciate that. Yeah. That's a good, that's actually a really good point. Do you, um, you know, for people who aren't naturally funny, right. You know, you know, humor is kind of an art, you know, you, you can't, you're, most people aren't just naturally funny. You have to like read stuff, read funny stuff and really kind of get in the game. Uh, you know, I know Sean's done some comedy stuff in the past just to, you know, immerse himself into that. Do you recommend people, you know, read more, you know, humorous people that write, um, you know, jokes or humor or, you know, just kind of 
immerse yourself into being more funny, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, what's funny to you might not be funny to like (laughs) Bob, Bob, Joe and Mary. So, you know, I think it has to be personal. I, in the book, I talk about improv you know, yes. And because I think part of staying open to how our lives shift and part of being connected is not putting up roadblocks. Sure. So yes. And is, is very powerful. So if someone is trying to reach out to someone, you know, I would share their sense of humor. What makes them laugh? Like it may not be, may not be the coolest thing ever. Like Mm -hmm. I I'm a bit of a nerd. So like my sense of humor is usually a little off, but you know, people either like it or they don't. Yeah. yeah I think, I think self that's important. Def- you gotta, you gotta be yourself for sure. Yeah, you do. You do. And sometimes you can be self-deprecating. I mean, not to a point where you're just putting yourself down, but you mm. know, I think that's kind of a lost art of self-deprecating, self-deprecating humor where you can be comfortable enough to make fun of yourself is kind of funny and it's kind of attractive in a lot of ways because you're, it shows that you're confident enough to make fun of yourself and that, you know, not take it so serious. Yeah. I think there's something, there's truth in that. I am still curious. Like if, if, if I were to refer a guest to you guys, who would it be like, what altruistic guests can I pay back to you? Ah, so that's interesting because when you asked this question before and we didn't answer, I was like, how many people don't know the answer to that question? I will get back and give you an answer, but I'm curious, like how often do you ask that like networking and people are just like, I don't know. It's a good mm-hmm. question. Or do most people have a ready answer? Most people say, I, I'll bet most people say, um, I'll get back to you because I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. So if you're at an event or a conference, they know why they're there. So I've literally had specific answers such as I am here to meet a beauty Instagrammer. Okay. Great. Let me take that down. So I like to take that down. And if they have a card, I write it on their card (laughs) and I'm like, all right, if I find a beauty Instagrammer here tonight, I'm going to call you or text you and describe what they're wearing. (laughs) So you can find them or I'll drag you over. Um, you know, and usually I'm, if you're looking for a client or you're looking for a guest with a specific, a specific vision on the world, Mm -hmm. I think you guys could probably put it together in a sentence or two, but I think most people, they want a better job. They want more clarity around what they're doing. They want to be paid, uh, in a different range. They, they want some kind of shift, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if you're at a party and you say, what do you want? And the person's single, you're also going to get a very clear answer, you know, yeah. Six, six, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, how would you answer that, Jonathan? Who would want? I, I've got an answer, but I'm curious how you would answer it. Or I can answer first. You go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I, we really enjoy one. We do enjoy authors because there's a jumping off point. Yeah. That have books around mm-hmm. sales persuasion, you know, and the, the more unique the angle, the better. Um, the authors help, especially if they've got good chapter titles like you do. It's easy to jump off from those. Yeah, you can tell your copywriting experience <laughs> is is in your chapter titles. They're their own little headlines. Um, so that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, people who are easy to talk with. Mm-hmm. Authors don't have to be an author, but that's definitely a plus. Yeah. Um, around the because that's the persuasion a persuasion niche. To us, that always tells us you know, somebody that puts the dedication and I know what it's like to put the dedication into a book, you know, yeah. Um, ideas are thought out. Yeah. Everything is completely thought out and you've, you've spent enough time in this and you know what you're talking about. Cause you were, I mean, practically you wrote a book on it. So that gives us a strong indication that you're, you're really, uh, well-versed in, in your topic. So yeah, we, we love talking to, uh, authors like yourself. So Awesome. Thank you. That was a very succinct answer. Yeah. I think it was a yeah. great, good job. So bring us some authors. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> so, so here's a question that's not necessarily, it may be in the book. I don't know. Maybe you cover yeah. it. How do you organize this stuff? Like we meet a lot of people in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I know if I look back over my life, there's a lot of people I've lost contact with, especially sure. like pre-internet. Yeah. 
that I really, I've tried to find them online and, you know, for whatever reason, can't find them, either common names or something like that, um, that I did not do a good job of keeping in touch with. I even think about all of our podcast guests and we have not done a good job of really staying in touch with them. How do you, how do you personally manage I am not All that a master stuff. at this. I mean, you'd think I would be. I actually had a friend who is a master co-author the chapter on staying in touch because I, I, I literally. So there is a staying in touch. Huh? There absolutely is a staying in <laughs> touch and how to do it right. Um, so he believes that basically you make the connection. You put the connection in your phone with as much information as possible. Uh, if you can grab their birthday, put it in your calendar. I totally do this and this is a winning move. Um, because it's personalized to Jonathan's point because when you call them up on their birthday, they're like, how do you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, it really does shock people. And so then you follow up if you're, if your Facebook friends, he suggests on their birthday, sending an actual note in the messenger, not just saying happy birthday or potentially even calling them. Mm -hmm. Because even if it's just once a year, that phone call or that, you know, up uh, additional effort besides like happy birthday, Jen, uh, you know, is really going to sort of land with them. And then if it's more of a work contact, you, you actually have to create a cadence of, hey, I saw this article for you. I love that we talked about cats. By the way, I got a new kitten and here's a photo. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the random stuff that people talk about, like that stuff is bonding. But I think, I think at the end of the day, it's, I think it's so hard because Sean, we meet a lot of people and we're moving through life. We have our own friend group. We have our own families. How do you enroll people? I think, especially when you're over 30, you know, like you get over 30 and your life is suddenly full. And I think it's, I personally think it's, it's very challenging and you have to be intentional. You have to like literally reach out and say, you were fun. And I have done this with, I've, I've met women out dancing and said, you have great energy. This is going to sound weird, but can we grab dinner? Because I am, it, I need more female friends. Like everyone's moved out of the city or they're gone or whatever. And you have to be brave. Yeah. And then then you have to actually commit and spend time and follow up and check in. And it's, I think it takes a special person and it takes calendar reminders. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's tough. Like if you want to be in the moment with the person, you don't want to necessarily pull out your phone and start grabbing all their information. Like, but I guess at the end, if you did have a connection, they're going to appreciate you somebody's got to start that conversation. Like, Hey, right. let's change numbers, let's exchange numbers or whatever. Um, and I think it can be very, very gentle. Hey, you seem fun. I get invited to cool stuff every now and then. Like, what do you like to do? Yeah. Don't make know. it about them. And right. Oh, um, I love, I love shows. I love to see live music. I love X, Y, and Z. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I live in this neighborhood and I hear about this kind of stuff. Um, do you want to do something at some point? Yep. Cool. Sure. Great. Give me your number. Like that didn't sound too pushy, right? right? That was gentle and aligned. I'm aligning myself. And to your point, I'm persuading them through their natural curiosities and proclivities. There's another yeah. big one for you. Proclivities. Um, Writing that down. <laughs> Look that one up before we use it. I'm not sure. That sounds kind of dirty. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, it's Friday. It's yeah, clean. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, Man, there's so many questions. Um, <laughs> my brain's going a lot of different directions, but yeah, just being more intentional, I think is, is important. And mm-hmm. there's one thing I used to do, haven't done in a while. And, and just, you talked about birthdays reminded me. And it's funny how like something we were doing that was working and then we just stopped doing it for whatever reason, you know, but I used to actually go on messenger when I would see some, even if I didn't know their birthday, but I would see the timeline, like all of a sudden filling up with birthdays. I didn't want to just post on their timeline like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I would actually go in messenger and I would actually send a voice message and mm-hmm. sing happy birthday to them. That's cool. Love it. I, and just I, like the different. cheesiest yep. happy birthday voice ever, mm-hmm. like a, you know, karaoke happy birthday. <laughs> and everybody always loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do that. I do that regularly. Um, and, uh, and I think the, the, the real, the real winning thing is like, I don't know if you can actually hear this, but like, happy birthday. 
that's so right now you got the video yeah <laughs> and your is, own avatar a, man wow yeah. that's really this was a few years ago cool before and, avatars and everything that i was doing that but yeah i have to pull that back out to to do the video yeah. with the <laughs> mouse face or something who knows i mean who doesn't want a disney character to sing to them Absolutely. exactly Yep. <laughs> like we're right back to magic. I mean, I think I think that does bring, you know, personalization and presence, and uh, it creates a sense of powerful connection, which sure. I think is what helps people feel valued in their lives. Well, like Jonathan said earlier, it shows you don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, which everybody wants. Um, people do. I mean, people take themselves way too serious today, and if you can, you know, if you can get out of that, if you can make fun of yourself, I think it allows the other person to kind of not take themselves so serious as well. If you, if, sometimes yeah. if you're the first one, yeah. you know, if you got, if you take the first shot at your own self, um, which I'm never afraid to do because I've got so many flaws. It's not even funny. And so, there's a lot of funny stories funny. you can pull from that too. I mean, you can make yourself, you know, without being like putting yourself down completely, but you know, there's always, you've always got a, like a, an, arsenal of stories that you can share of stupid things that you do every day. So yep. I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jen, I'm curious and you're researching this and just kind of you being out in this world, you're a coach. Um, you mentioned that a lot of people are busy after 30, but I've, I've also found that a lot of people are actually very lonely. Have mm-hmm. you found that to be true as well? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think, one of the reasons I wrote this book is I was, um, I mean, it was the pandemic and my relationship was crumbling beneath me, um, for a lot of reasons. And I realized how important community and connection was. And so I, I, I wrote this as, you know, a love story of encouragement to everyone. Um, you know, part love story, part, Hey, how to, um, because I think it is sad and it is lonely when we don't lean into these moments that are possibly all around, you know, depending on how you're living and moving in a, in an era of a pandemic. Um, but it was for me really personal to like write this book because I think I was deeply lonely Mm -hmm. and, and to be lonely in a partnership is really hard. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, so where does one find community? Where one, where can one find that spark? And I, I do think that connection is literally the salt and pepper on our daily lives. Like our daily lives don't taste as good mm-hmm. uh, without connection. And that connection can be, you know, a conversation with a stranger, but it can be a conversation with someone we care about as long as it's like really drop in and we're actually present. Yeah. Or it's someone taking us by surprise and we're, we're going along with the flow, which, which I love, sure. you know? And, um, I think, I think more people maybe need an excuse to, to, to wind, wind down, break out, let loose, make fun of themselves as you're saying, you know, yeah. anyone who's, uh, friends with me on, on WhatsApp. No, I, I make a lot of feathered headdresses. So I got <laughs> a lot of funny going on yeah. <laughs> and I have, I noticed it. I have no shame. I'm very, proud, I'm very proud of my weird. And and you, like, you like hats on your website too. So, I mean, that's, I do. Hats, hats. hats always offer personality and things like that. You can, you can tell a lot of person about a person about their hat and Absolutely. things like that. So, well, um, as we wrap up, Jonathan, do you have any other questions? We're at a, we're at no, about I think, time. uh, you know, we're, we've, we've covered the gamut. So we're, yeah. we're really happy to have you on and, talk about the book today and uh i guess my question unless you've got another question sean my question was how can people find out more and obviously where can they find the book it's on amazon but where can they find out more about what you're doing jen uh i am jennash.com yep there you go thanks guys (laughs) sean just like clockwork he's got it queued up um, yeah, you can learn about me. So it's J-E-N-N-A-S-H. And I am really passionate about helping companies, you know, create a greater culture uh, through deeping, deepening their connections, both internally and externally. And so I do a lot of corporate trainings and I am really passionate about, you know, working one-on-one mm-hmm. uh, with high net worth women. 
Uh, that those are my coaching clients, and uh, so, and I wrote a book about connection, which you're looking at. So, then, then, yeah. you know, yep. we're out there. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and it is. It is on the. And um, I do encourage people. It, it is not distributed to bookstores, but if you want to support a local bookstore, they can get it in in a couple days. Just give them a call, support local. You get, you get a couple extra steps going in. Yep. Um, everybody needs their steps. And um, uh, I. Or I, you can go to Amazon. Here's what. Here's a personal. <laughs> here's, a, here's a crazy cool idea. You can go to Amazon and you can gift purchase one of those and send it to Ooh. one of your. Uh, you know, send that book out to one of your, 20 year connections. I, to one I, of your connections. Yeah. I am very blessed that a bunch of people have liked the book so much. A lot of them send it to, you know, their, their, their older kids who were in their late twenties because mm-hmm. they, they read the book and they go, Oh, I wish I had known, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a great gift for grads too, because That's it's a great written, idea. It's written really, really zany. You know, it's not written like, a serious business book, but everything in there, you know, is very applicable to our world 360 personal and business. And yeah. so I wanted it to be approachable, but yeah, I, I think you kids graduating for college. That's a great idea. You know, I've got a, I've got a teen, I've got a teenager who's more of an introvert. He's totally opposite of me. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to present this book to him as a uh, little reading project. Yeah. There you go. And the, and the right. chapters are short, so you could maybe even do a, I'll, I'll read a chapter and then I'll quiz you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you um, should turn that into a journal. <laughs> it's a, a devotional, there you go. Connections <laughs> devotional with little, uh, what was that book, The Love Dare, that book? There you like go. you could do a Connections Dare. Look at Sean, he's doing the, uh, the that, chicken that soup. Right he's chicken soup in this, this thing all the way. Yeah. Someone asked me what kind of a podcast would you have? And my response was a very short one. I wanted to, um, I wanted to do like 10 minute snackable podcasts where you just interview people That's good. Uh, uh, about a tiny story that changed their life, about like one of those random connections. They're just actually harder to find than you would think. Like yep. you, you need, cause most people think, Oh, well, I met my brother at a movie theater and we got married. Sorry, I met my friend's brother at a movie theater. And we got, like, that's that's not an interesting connection story. Like it's sort of like skipping stones. The yeah. stone has to skip a few times. Absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's funny you say that. We were sitting, um, a friend of mine, and I was working for his company, and we were all sitting at dinner one night. And there's like five or six of us around the table, and we asked, like, how did everybody get here? Mm. And none of it was intentional. Nobody yeah. had that on their career path plan sure. to be at that dinner table that night and working for this company. But somehow we had all ended up there and the connections were so random mm-hmm. and like two or three connections apart, you know, from different people that were introduced to different people that led us to this, the owner. And like, it was just really fascinating to see, like, you can't really plan this stuff. Yeah. But if you stay in touch with people, like all these opportunities just, just come up. And my last four or five big clients that I've had is, you know, copywriter, things like that have just been those kind of weird connections that just keep people call out of the blue and they're like, Hey, remember, yeah, I know we haven't talked in like five years, but <laughs> this person needs so-and-so, are yeah. you still doing that? And I'm like, Not actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. So sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, but it's always worth getting on a conversation if they think you're a fit with that person, even yeah. if you change what you do, Absolutely. I think it's still, still good. So Agreed. Well, Jen, I've, I've really enjoyed this. It's been, been good. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to pick up a copy of the book myself uh, just for the chapter titles. Cause they're just so good. <laughs> Might use those in my swipe file as well uh, <laughs> to write some copy, but yeah. So good and stuff. again, the, the title is the big power of tiny connections Jim, we'll be posting a link on our show page. And also, can you remind us again what the uh, uh, what your special link is for the the, the greeting yeah. card? Yes, it's um, if you can throw up a, a Chiron, it's uh, postable.com forward yeah. slash partner forward slash Jen Nash. Okay. And then and then you use code Jen Nash when you go to checkout. And I I strongly recommend you buy bulk. 
So I like, you can, you can buy like 50 bucks or something and you'd be like 50 bucks, but trust me, your, your cards suddenly go from being like 399, which is a normal card, right? With a stamp. Mm-hmm. They go from being 399 to like 280 or something, or it's Perfect. like, it's amazing. I, I took the founders of this company out for drinks years ago and begged them to give me equity. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and they were like, nope. Um, <laughs> but, but we are, we are, we are friends and I am yeah. literally one of their outlier Q and A'ers for their site because I constantly do too much, push too hard. Sure. I, I, like my, my customization of cards is probably legendary. Love I think, the, I think the developers hate me because I'm constantly breaking it. Yeah. That's you're, good. you probably, you probably upload like a hundred pictures a day or something like no, it's nothing that crazy. I, I I do all my Christmas cards like this because they're gorgeous, and I can oh, great. I can actually write every single person um, a personalized message, and then the cover can be the same. So it's really easy. Like I can bang out personalized Christmas cards in a couple hours, which is nice. Yeah, you just you just gave me a good idea for like um, sales calls. Like if I'm doing sales calls on Zoom, I can take a screenshot while we're having the sales call, and then. Boom. follow up with that card. Hey, yeah. enjoyed being on this call with you. So when you said this, this, and this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in the book, what I do is I go to dinner at someone's house. I'll take a photo of the food. I'll take a photo of us. I'll take a photo of something in their garden that was really pretty. And that's the card. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how touched people are yeah. like, wow, you care. Yeah, yeah, I care. Thank you. Yeah. Like, thanks for having me over and cooking for me. Absolutely. And then you ask them for their pets, their first pet's name, right? <laughs> what was that first pet's name again? And your birth date? Just That's why when it starts getting weird. Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's cut the how's small talk. Crypto, how's that crypto going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll let you go. Um, I'm sure you got other things to do on a Friday night besides talk to you guys <laughs> who are drinking beer. So. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Jen. Uh, Look forward to uh, following up with you. We'll have this link posted out uh, first of next week. And uh, take care. It's been fun. It has. Thank you so much. You both are awesome. Loved loved the energy. Yeah. Oh, we're fun. Once we get drinking, that's it's all over. (laughs) Have a connected Have a connected weekend. There you go. I'm looking. I'm looking for. By the way, my birthday is March 26. I'm gonna see if you. uh, You remember that? Uh, okay, I'll work uh, on it. Look, I'm, I'm looking for an email on March the 26th. Take okay. care. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, hopefully, see you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks. Yep. Take care. Bye. Good stuff, Sean. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's been. Uh, uh, again, I want to mention the book, um, "The Big Power of Tiny Connections." Check it out. Um, it's worth a read. Kind of gets us back in the framework of understanding, you know, sometimes it's the little things, the little things in life. Somebody out there, I mean, I know that you have things like CRMs, like Salesforce and things like that, but somebody should make a tiny connections app. Big time. Yeah. It would just help you kind of capture some of this Mm -hmm. stuff in a CRM type format, but yeah, I agree. Be good. Absolutely. So somebody out there can get on that because I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Neither am I. (laughs) <laughs> so to our listeners get busy get busy there might be some gold in our hills yeah absolutely to all of our listeners thanks for listening it's been a fun episode sean uh we'll see you guys next time you can find us at persuasion by find us on all of your podcast platforms whether it be stitcher radio spotify iheart yeah we're on spotify we love spotify just like joe rogan and uh <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we're not leaving. We're not as big. That's unfortunate. But but we will uh, see you next time. We'll see you next week. Sean, it's been fun. See ya.